Hey y'all, welcome to Shades of Brown, the podcast that discusses the ever-evolving and sometimes contradicting thoughts of a Black millennial. I'm your host, Allie B, and I'm excited for you to hear this episode this week. I have an amazing guest with me. Her name is Teresa Knight, who is the owner of Coleman Hair Company and creator of the luxury hairline, Coleman Luxury Hair. She is native to Atlanta, Georgia, and has beat every odd stacked against her. From homelessness to losing her mother at 15, Teresa is the epitome of a survivor. And she is now thriving as a wife and business owner in Chicago. Can't wait to get into this conversation, but before we unpack it, let's get to the brown beat. Today, I want to highlight an organization that needs all of our attention, and that is the Orly Smith Cancer Research Foundation. I'm not sure if y'all know this, but there's legit a cure for cancer, and a black woman is behind it, and she's from Bama. Let me tell y'all a bit about her. Dr. Hadia Nicole Green, one of the first African-American women in the nation to earn a PhD in physics, holds the distinction of being only the second African-American woman and the fourth African-American to receive a PhD in physics from the University of Alabama in Birmingham. That's UAB for those who don't know. She humbly served as Miss Alabama a University from 2002-2003 and is a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. After serving two years at Tuskegee University in the Department of Physics and Materials Science and Engineering, she is currently an assistant professor at Morehouse School of Medicine in the Department of Surgery. With more than 10 years of interdisciplinary research experience, Dr. Green specializes in developing targeted cancer therapies using lasers and nanoparticles. Her expertise lies at the intersection of nanotechnology, immunotherapy, and precision medicine. She is noted for the development of several patent-pending cancer treatments that have had no observable side effects in lab mice, which is a preliminary study to testing with human subjects. The U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, the VA, recently awarded Dr. Green a $1.1 million grant for the ongoing research of her 4-in-1 system of early detection, imaging, targeting, and selective treatment of head and neck cancers. More importantly, it supports the further development of a platform cancer therapy that uses laser-activated nanoparticles to completely eliminate tumors after a single treatment. Dr. Green's ultimate goal is to translate these treatments from the lab into humans to demonstrate efficacy in a variety of cancer models, including those in head and neck, breast, colorectal, brain, lung, ovarian, cervical, pancreatic, anal, skin, and prostate cancers. In all, this more than $200 million endeavor could lead to saving some of the 8.8 million people who die each year from cancer worldwide. Beyond her academic role, she founded a 501c3 nonprofit organization, the Ora Lee Smith Cancer Research Foundation, named in memory of her late aunt who raised her. Dr. Green has intertwined her life's purpose into the mission of the organization to change the way cancer is treated and reduce the suffering of cancer patients by providing a treatment that is accessible, affordable, and most importantly, effective. Y'all, this sister is bad, okay? (laughs) Like, incredible. She's received all kinds of awards, but still is raising funds in order to start clinical trials. And that is where you, my dear, are needed. Please head over to orally.org. That's O-R-A-L-E-E.org and donate now. So soon the whole world can be screaming a black woman cure cancer, okay? Now let's get into this conversation with Teresa. Let's unpack it. Welcome to Shades of Brown, Teresa. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. So excited for you to be here and for us to have this conversation. Um, If you follow me on Instagram and follow some of my Instagram lives, you may have, uh, you may recognize the voice, you may recognize the name. Teresa and I did IG Live back in October about um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but I'm having her back on the actual podcast to explore the complexities of sisterhood. Um, So friendship is a core value of mine. It's something I have intentionally cultivated in my adulthood, but I haven't always been that way. I haven't always understood the significance of friendship and I certainly haven't always been the greatest friend, but it's something I now cherish very deeply. 
I've learned that all my relationships require many of the same things, whether familial, platonic, or romantic. But I haven't always put that same energy into all my relationships. And consequently, I've had my share of friendship breakups. Sometimes that's warranted because people be trifling. But oftentimes these relationships can be salvaged and restored. It does, though, require a lot of transparency and humility and forgiveness. Our story is super special to me because our journey, Teresa, it required me to see myself in a way that other friendships hadn't allowed me to. And I had to realize that just like it takes two to cultivate a relationship, oftentimes it takes two to make it all fall apart. Not in every case, you know, we, we all know the cases of where one person ruined it, but in many cases, there's fault on both ends. Um, so let's get into it, Teresa. Can you share with us from your perspective, uh, the background of our friendship? Okay, sure, absolutely. Um, we met obviously in high school. Um, we had like a little group of like little hip black girls, I guess <laughs> you can want to say. And as I really can't remember if I met you first or if I met Tierra first, but I know we all became kind of like a group. Yeah. But you know, being down south, everything surrounded about you know church and family and things like that. And I just feel like we all just kind of clicked and we bonded. And all through high school, we were just kind of, you know, inseparable to the point where we became family. You know, we spent a night at the house, we went to church together, you know, just really, really close. Yeah, absolutely. We were super, super close. Like up until that point, I had... I had had friends, but it just, it wasn't something that was deemed essential, you know? So I had friends, but you were the first friend that I had that like, actually I hung out with out of school. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> we were practically roommates, right? Like we practically, yeah, we together. really were. Yeah, Absolutely. we really were. <laughs> Absolutely. I never had someone like that close up, like legit, like Pretty much all throughout the week, we reckoned up together, going to school together. We did. We were blasting, blasting, getting our breakfast (laughs) at Burger King to get a Mm -hmm. croissant, blasting Kurt Franklin on the way to school. Like we live, we like did life together on the weekends. You know, we were together, going to church, all the things we did, everything together. We did. We did. So, how would you describe the breakdown in our friendship? Like from your perspective, what happened? I guess to me, the thing that stands out like the most significantly, I feel like when we became friends, I can't say where you were in life, but I can only speak on where I was in life. And I was just in a not good space. You know, um, I was very hurt, very vulnerable. I was dealing with a lot in my life, my family. Um, my mother had recently died like a few years before. And it was just, it was for me, you know, I just needed, I needed everything. I needed somebody, I needed Jesus, I needed family. I was, I just feel like I was knee deep, you know, but not saying that was the premise of our relationship, but for me, one of the biggest, you know, that, that need or that void Mm -hmm. in me is what I think broke down the relationship. Um, There was a guy that you had uh, previously dated that I end up meeting and liking and wanting to date. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I, I, I just feel like probably just like trying to fill that void is what made me go forth with the relationship. But I remember us having a talk and me telling you like, oh, you know, you know, I want to date him. I like him. And, you know, you was like, oh, you know, I'm really like, I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would suggest it, but like, hey, that's what you want to do whatever yeah but you know at that time I just wasn't strong enough or mature enough to really realize like there shouldn't have even been a conversation between me and you and what I mean by that it was nothing to ask now what I value in friendship so much being loyalty it was like your ex anything your used to talk to you almost talked to you thought about talking to absolutely off limits like yeah. there, we don't got to talk about it yeah. You know, you, we don't need no blessings because it's off limits. <laughs> but back then, for real, girl, for real. But back then, I look at myself and I'm like, you know, I don't know how you thought I saw you and how you thought I saw me, but I saw you as having everything, you know, 
in my opinion, back then, you know, Britney broke, which I feel like a lot of people, you know, we talked about this. A lot of people probably thought you like that. You um, were a part of a pretty prestigious family, you know, and you had, to me, everything. But it's also, when somebody says someone has everything, most times they're referring to what they don't have. You yes. get what I'm saying? Yes. So if you're homeless and you see somebody eat a steak, you're like, oh, they got everything. But it's just because you don't have a steak, yeah. you know? So, you know, at that time, I'm like, you know, Brittany has everything. Brittany has this wonderful, you know, great life, whatever. And this particular guy, he came from a similar, you know, background. And at the time, I think in me, I just felt less. I felt less than him. I felt less than you. I felt less than most of the people around me. So I think when Mm -hmm. I looked at the situation, it was like, at the time, just to be blatantly honest, it was like, wow, like someone like that likes me. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. And I mean, wow. we know how we feel about it today. <laughs> but let's be <laughs> honest about how we felt about it back then. But it was like, and then too, not even just him, but you know, like I said, you, because you know, this was somebody that you talked to. And then, like I said, it was just like, even to be in your space, Brittany, like even to be in your space, even to be around your family, even to be in the space of him, our friends, that whole little circle of network of people were at the time pretty like up there. Like, you know, everybody knew everybody. Everybody was pretty popular, you know, and I just never felt good enough or like worthy enough. Mm. And when I seen, you know, when this happened, to me, I think at the time, something in me was like, maybe she don't think that I'm good enough to talk to this person. Or maybe she don't think wow. that I'm the caliber to be in this group or this circle or whatever. Wow. And I think that's what kind of really made me go forth. And like I said, just filling that void. When you're, when you're as yeah. empty as I was at that time, you just wanted somebody, you know what I'm saying? And at this time, this was somebody who was interested in me, somebody who liked me, whatever. So I went with it. And yeah, I don't think I was mature enough to realize like she's being amicable by saying, hey, if you want to do this, you can do this. I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to trip. But I feel like I should have been mature enough and I should have had enough loyalty within myself to be like, it doesn't matter if she's going to trip. It doesn't matter yeah. if she's okay. Like, this is just a forbidding zone. You, you yeah, girl code. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I think happened. It's crazy to hear it from your perspective because it's like, what? You, you, you were thinking that about us? Really? <laughs> like, I just, I didn't view us in that way. Like, I, I just didn't. Um, for, for many reasons, but it's like, girl, we ain't mm-hmm. nobody. <laughs> <laughs> y'all the brown, that's the brown. Like, girl, girl we, we ain't nobody. <laughs> um, but also it, it's interesting you say that because when you say, you know, I was amicable and I'm happy you said it because you did ask me like, is this okay? But I was so thrown off. It's like, well, what am I going to say? Like, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, sure. Go forth. <laughs> Be <right>. married. <laughs> Like if you got the boldness to ask, then I mean, you know, whatever. So, but looking back, I could have been honest. I could have been brutally honest. Like I typically Mm -hmm. am with you and been like, girl, what Mm -hmm. the girl, if you don't get out of my face with this foolishness, (laughs) but then it's like, you know, in that moment, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if I'm brutally honest, then that may mean she's going to think this about me. She's going to think that I still have this. And, but for me, it was just like, this is girl code. Like this isn't even a conversation. Mm -hmm. Why are we talking about this? So absolutely. so even though I said I wasn't going to trip, I did trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what had happened mm-hmm. was I did trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but also something you said that really stuck out to me was I didn't, and, and we're talking about something that happened like over a decade ago, right? Like this is, it's been a while, but I didn't understand it completely until, you know, maybe just in recent years. And one thing that I realized was my major issue was what was happening was you talk about your voice and how you saw me, but let's talk about how I saw you. Here's this girl that I have, you know, accepted into my space in a way that I hadn't with anybody else. 
and introduced Mm -hmm. to my entire family, to my entire network of people or whatever. And here she is already having a relationship with my sister that I don't have, already having a relationship with my mother that I don't even have. Now you Mm -hmm. want a relationship with my ex? Like, you know what I mean? So it's Mm -hmm. like, you are having relationships with people that I introduce you to that I don't even have, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So my voice and my wounds were screaming like, how dare you, you know, Mm -hmm. how dare you be loved by people who I wanted to be loved from? Like, how dare Mm -hmm. you be loved by my family in a way that I'm not even loved? How dare you be cared for in a way um, that I'm not cared for by my own family? So there was this bit of, there was some jealousy that I didn't have language for, right? Because it wasn't that I was mad at you. I was mad at what I was witnessing happening and you had no insight on what I was going through. Heck, I did not have insight on what Mm -hmm, I was going mm -hmm. through. I'm just now starting to understand my mama trauma. You know what I'm saying? So, but back then with, with my immaturity and my lack of awareness, it's just all coming out against you in this one Mm -hmm. piece of the equation, which was such a small, small piece of it. So like, how did the ultimate end of our friendship affect you or did it at all? Um, it no, it definitely did because, like you said, we were pretty much practically sisters, and our network of people, especially like you know, church. We went to church together. And our church network was huge. Mm-hmm. It was a blend between church, family, and friends. Yeah, yeah. So it became very, you know, awkward and strange, and you know, and weird. And I think because you know, and for me, embarrassing, you know, and because of all that, I felt like it became more so like. Of not wanting to be around, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. now I'm being, I'm, I'm feeling guilty. I'm being looked at. I'm being judged or whatever. Yeah. Um. But no, it ultimately, it ultimately sucked. When you get close to somebody and you're, you know, you see them every day, you talk to them every day, and you hanging out with them, you know, you can, of course, you know. And I'm the type of person like, I'm gonna show you what I want to show you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I want to show you that I'm hurt, you'll never know that I'm hurt. Yeah. So I'm sure I wasn't walking around like, you know, boo-hoo crying. But, you know, on the inside, now there's another voice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because now you, now you, yeah, you think you gained this, but now you done lost this. Mm-hmm. And it takes time to see, you know, value sometimes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You think, oh, well, the grass is greener on the other side. I'm about to go over here because this situation is great. Yeah. And then you go over here and you find like this situation is hell on wheels and you should just stay where you at cultivating <laughs> what you had, you know? Yeah. But it's, it is crazy that you say that though, because you're right. I had no clue. First of all, I had no clue that I was the first person that you had been that close to. Yeah. Like I said, you got to understand how I'm looking at you. You're the Brittany Brown, like, you know, popular girl in school, I you and Tierra, you like- know. <laughs> Girl, be quiet. Yes, you are. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I never, that never even hit me. And even with the, you know, the Brittany, not Brittany, your mom and, um, you know, your sister, the thing is with that, that void wasn't, that void was just a void. And what, the reason why I say it was just a void because I was looking for anything to fill it. Yeah. I was so lonely and so sad from not really having my family and my mom anybody who who would have said you can be my daughter you can be my sister you can be part of my family you can be my girlfriend my wife whatever I was going because I was just needing that to this day you call my mom mom (laughs) yes 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 and 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 to be honest I call a lot of other people's mom mom too Mm -hmm. you know yeah because for me you know people deal with things different ways but losing my mom to breast cancer at 15 has affected my life forever you know even to this even to this day um it affects my life you know so there was I think just a lot of things although we were together all the time and we talked and whatever there was a lot of subjects that we hadn't touched on like you said we were so young yeah we didn't know like when I think back my damn I wish I had somebody you know maybe older more mature or whatever to be like girl we don't do this yeah. Like, this is not cool. Like, yeah. and this food that you over here trying to knock on or whatever is yeah. a food and run. Like, you know, <laughs> but I, I really didn't have anybody. So when I think about it, I can't even think of really any strong conversations I had about the subject where somebody just blatantly told me like, you wrong. 
mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if they were afraid or they didn't want to get messy but you know I wish I wish it would have been avoided it was definitely messy so I'm not even mad at anybody that you know trying you know to just avoid it because it, it definitely was, was messy and it was awkward um but sis you was acting unbothered <laughs> Girl, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. My poker face strong, okay? My poker face. But you know what? Let me tell you. I'm going to tell you when it really, I'll say, when it really, I think, affected me. Because it wasn't just your friendship. For some reason, I guess, when I think about, I think about your friendship a lot, but I also think my friendship with Tiara. Because we all kind of like this little triangle. Yeah, it affected Where I feel like everything. it really it affected hit me as in college. When I, got to, when I got to Troy, I think that's when, like, a lot of stuff hit me because I was no longer around you guys. I look, yeah. I no longer had access to you. I couldn't run into you at the mall in Dothan or you know at church or whatever. I was yeah. you was away. I think you was in maybe like hospital then, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you was away. You know, Tara was in Dothan. You guys were away. So I was really like alone and by myself. And I think when I got to college, that's when it's like I started to miss those genuine friendships yeah. and genuine you know, relationships, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, we, we went to college, we did whatever. And like I said, because back then I was such a grudge holder, it was like, oh, uh-uh, I'm gonna build this wall up and you won't ever, ever, mm-hmm. right? So I think we both just went about our separate lives and we did, you know, we, we would run into each other when I, when we would visit home, you know, maybe for the holidays and, and our friends would all, always get together, right? So it's like, it was inevitable that you'd be invited to things that I was gonna, also going to be invited to, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we'd have these awkward moments. And I think we both tried to like be cool, but it was just, it was just awkward. It was just really, really awkward. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. In, in those awkward stages, I think even more damage was done because what I was trying to do as, you know, like, let me extend an olive branch. Let me like, you know, maybe make a joke. Like, you know how, like when you, when you joke with your friend, you can't make the same jokes with random people that you can't with your friends. So mm-hmm. here I am trying to joke with Teresa in the same way that I, that I used to, but now it's like, we don't do that no more. And I, now I'm offending you. Right. So there's mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's a mess. It's just all a mess. Right. But it wasn't until 2015, Labor Day weekend, 2015, I was visiting Chicago. You had, by this time, moved to Chicago, started your life of like fresh, brand new Teresa on a completely different path. Cause you weren't even doing, you were always doing hair, but you were not pursuing cosmetology. You were pursuing like mm-hmm, engineering mm-hmm. or something, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Computer engineering. Yep. Um, yep. So now, you know, you, you started this new life in Chicago as a hairstylist and my friend, I have a, I had a friend from college who was getting married and she lives in Chicago. So I visited Chicago Labor Day weekend, 2015. And I reached out to you. Like at this time, it was like, you know how they say time heals our wounds. We had not addressed Mm -hmm. it, but it was like, okay, like it is what it is. We don't hate each other. We we just not cool. So it was always Mm -hmm. after a few years, it was kind of just like, we, it's just neutral. But we were mm-hmm. in a space where I could at least reach out to you. So when I got to Chicago for this wedding, I reached out to you like, hey, girl, I'm in the city. And you were so excited to hear from me. And you were like, all right, bet. Like, you know, I'm free Sunday. Like, let's get together. And I'm like, cool. I'm thinking we're going to do brunch. And that's going to be that, right? We ended up spending the entire <laughs> day together. Like, mm-hmm. it started maybe around 11 in the morning on a Sunday morning. And yeah. I didn't get back to where I was staying until like two the next morning. (laughs) And this day ended up being the pivotal moment in our relationship because we were able to catch up on years and years Mm -hmm. of stuff and just lay it all out. Like, what was it from your perspective? This is what it was from my perspective. Why did you do this? Why did you say that? Why did I say that? Why did, you know, Mm -hmm. all these, and we just laid it out there there was no emotion involved. It was just, these are the facts. This is my mm-hmm. truth. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. And from that moment on, it's like, okay, we're friends again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. that day was so cool because you were so warm to me in ways you didn't have to be, you know, because I was pretty nasty to you in, in a lot of ways. And it's like, you, you just didn't have to be, but you were so warm. You took me around the entire city of Chicago. Like, talk about, you want a tour guy? Y'all reach out to me. <laughs> Reach out to Teresa because we don't went. Every, I don't know how we went to so many different restaurants in one day. It was like we were just yeah. 
We'll do I little think little we started party. at like 10 something in the morning. Yeah. And I think we ended up leaving like downtown Chicago at like one or two o'clock in the morning. Yes. It like it was crazy. Like <laughs> we did, she was like, she's like, you gotta try lobster rolls here. You gotta try Chicago pizza here. You gotta try what the, the hot dogs, the Chicago dogs. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and I'm Pertillos, and I like my hot dogs real basic. She's like, no, you have to try it like this and just <laughs> So I'm like, I can't eat all this food. She's like, we're just going to do a little, little nibble here, a little, little nibble there. Then take them to these like speakeasy. You're going down this alley and then you go down these steps and <laughs> open this random door and it's a whole beautiful bar. And I'm like, wait, what? We were everywhere, all over the city, doing crazy stuff, places I would never go. I'm like, girl, where you got me? Honestly, <laughs> this is the Lord's day. Why are we out here in these parts? <laughs> It was, we we had, we had a blast and, um, it took me reaching out, right? Like it was like, I had to put aside my pride and be honest. Like I want to see Teresa, right? Like being Mm -hmm. okay with the fact that I missed you. Like I miss Teresa. I'm in her city. Mm -hmm. I want to see her. Let's see, you know, if she'll respond. Cause that, that could, that's humbling because what if she had every right to be like, no, I'm, I don't want to see you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no, I'm but you humbling yourself in that way, I think softened my heart because I was shocked. Like when your name came up, I'm like, what? Brittany? What? What? So, you know, I, I, I don't know if the Lord touched your heart or what happened, but I think it was just meant to be because I, I probably would have never reached out. Not because I was mad or upset, but I probably couldn't humble myself. You know, I'm thinking yeah. like, oh, I don't, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be the tension. And I'm the kind of person that like, if I think on it too long, I'll talk myself out of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So by you doing that, it really did like soften my heart because at the core of our relationship, like whatever little craziness we said, a little arguments or whatever we got into, we were family, you yeah. know? Yeah. And although that happened and it was ugly and messy, like you didn't kill me. Like you didn't try to do no evil harm to me to yeah. like ruin my life or nothing. Insane, like, insane. The good overweigh the bad. This Absolutely. Like one bad incident between two young girls who couldn't communicate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Insane and because you were not in trying and you weren't trying to intentionally harm me. You weren't trying to be evil towards me. It wasn't even about me. And mm-hmm. that that is really one of the main messages. It's like when these, when rifts happen in relationships, a lot of times it's not even about the other person. Mm-hmm. The person mm-hmm. who is doing whatever that's hurting you has have their own stuff going on. Whether they are able to mm-hmm. communicate that or not, it's rarely about you. Like rarely, you know? And I had- That's so that. true. So selfish, like Teresa ain't trying to hurt me. She literally mm-hmm. asked me, is this okay? <laughs> she was quite mm-hmm. respectful about it. <laughs> You know, I think about it too back then. And I'm like, you know, I remember, I remember specifically, I don't know if you remember this conversation. I feel like we had a conversation when we was in college that wasn't a good conversation. I can't remember what it was, but I feel like we kind of like bumped heads about the same situation. Yeah. But you have the type of personality, you're very nurturing and very motherly. And I have the type of personality, my end is all over the place. Like, <laughs> And, and to this day, I'm now 32, but to this day, if you are my friend or you in my circle, like you have to take care of me like a kid. Come on, Teresa, we're going to be like, you don't forgot your wallet, you've got your ID, where's your phone? Like you literally, like if anybody who's been close to me can attest to this, you're always having to like get Teresa together because I just be like all over the place, like just oblivious. And I remember you having, you know, that very, nurturing personality and you're very you know timely you like to be on time you're super organized and it's like mm, I just time. do a track because I was not I was not organized I was not on time and I remember there was like so many occasions where you know it was almost like you were the motherly one and I was the one all over the place you'd be like you know come on Teresa we got to do this so we got to be here let's go we just stuff blah 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 and that part of your personality and my personality, even down to this particular situation, I remember kind of feeling on that occasion and several occasions, like looking at you like, okay, she has it all together. She's very in line, very organized. And you were trying to kind of like get me to be that way. 
And it was like something in me. And I know it's because I didn't know myself. I didn't know who I was or really what I stand for, stood for, you know, I feel like I kind of like rebelled against you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, Teresa, this isn't a good idea. And, you know, let me tell you like, you know, why and you shouldn't do it like this Mm -hmm. and you should do it like this. And it was like, no, like you don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like a, it was was like a, you're not going to run this part at it. Like I'm going to, you know, buck. Yeah. And I do think that had a part to do with it too. So when I think about overall, I'm like, like you said, it had nothing to do with the other person. It was me, you know, it was you, it was Mm -hmm. us individually because by me not knowing who I was at the time, I remember one time I like, and you might not remember it, but that conversation in college, I feel like I kind of like, uh, what do you call it when you just unload on somebody? Like yeah, you just like yeah. let 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 them yeah, have it. I remember. I feel like we talk, and I just like let you have I rem- it. I remember. I do. I was like, wait. I called to apologize, and you yeah, are snapping on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was because I hadn't ever been honest. It's because yes. in the yes. little situation, yes. I wasn't like, hey, Brittany, don't tell me to get strawberry ice cream because I'm going to get chocolate. I just kept, yes. you know, internalizing it until that day I exploded. I'm happy you're bringing this up because one of the things that, you know, our friendship taught me was one of the main ways relationships work is when you have a full acceptance of who that person is, already is, right? And you get to decide, do, does my life align with this type of person? If no, then keep it moving. But if yes, you have to accept who they are, where they are. But what I would do because of my own trauma, I would have, I had this need for control. I needed to control my space. I needed to control everything around me. So if you were close to me, I needed you to conform for my own whatever's, you know, my own anxiety, my own Mm -hmm. whatever, right? So here you are, this super vibrant personality. So y'all, Teresa loud. Teresa is like- (laughs) I am. Teresa is a straight shooter. <laughs> Teresa is like, so here I am trying to like make you be something else. Right. So a- along the way where you didn't say anything, you finally like, girl, let me be like, no, no, no. Cause I was like, Teresa, don't do that. Teresa, don't do that. Teresa, don't do that. And I didn't realize that I was being this way. Right. I didn't realize it. Um, now I do like, girl, you was just not nice. <laughs> Um, and take it that far, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I see it. I see it though. I absolutely, I absolutely see it your way. Like, okay. All these times where Teresa just went along to get along. Now Teresa's like, I got a voice and you're not going to keep talking to me. Like I'm your child. <laughs> Girl, <bye. laughs> <laughs> but that was, but that though has been a key to the restoration of our friendship is you accepting mm-hmm. me for who I am right? Brittany yes. is going to be Brittany. I like things mm-hmm. a certain way. I'm a little bit OCD, right? And Teresa's Teresa. Teresa going to be loud. Mm-hmm. That's just it, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like Teresa going to be Teresa. And I, and, and not only that, but I actually enjoy who you are. I actually mm-hmm. like you, right? Teresa mm-hmm. actually likes me. We can coexist mm-hmm. without me trying to conform to her, without her trying to conform to me. That is the beauty of relationship, right? Is to bring these different mm-hmm. dynamics to make this a beautiful blended something or another, right? Right. I'm so happy you said that because it wouldn't have worked had I continued trying to get you to see it my way, trying to make you just do what I wanted, right? And and, and mm-hmm. I say that very bluntly. It wasn't happening exactly like that, but essentially mm-hmm. that's what was happening. Um, yeah. From your perspective, what was it that made our friendship worth restoring? I feel like our foundation was just strong. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody... All the people I was talking about, you know, the foundation of house, foundation of marriage, foundation of relationships. But it's very true because when somebody's going through a hard time, a rust field, that's what you think about. You yeah. think about how it used to be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's to your detriment because sometimes how it used to be, it will never be like that again. True. And sometimes it will. And sometimes it'll be better than how yeah. it used to be. Yeah. But I think we all refer back to how it used to be mm-hmm. and our friendship was absolutely beautiful and amazing and one thing that I'm glad that God allowed is although me and you had our little breakup your family never broke up with me yeah and I think that helped too because you know a lot of times when people break up their family break up with them mm-hmm. you know and that's 
when it becomes really hard because not only not you got to be sorry to that person, you got you know the person that can get to you, but now you're awkward around the family. Mm-hmm. Now you over now you whatever, but your family you know never was like that. So it's like <laughs> let me let, when, let me pause there too. Now my my family is notorious for hanging on to exes. I mean ex friends, ex boyfriends. <laughs> listen. Once you get in with my family, you in forever. I, the guys I have dated, they can text my mom right now and have a whole conversation with her. Like, yeah, I talked to such and such. Like, why are you talking to them? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, legit. And, and all, me and my sister. It's like, when I break up with this person, you break up with them too. Break up with them. <laughs> yes. But yeah, not my family. Not, not my, they be like, oh, this is my friend. <laughs> But yeah, I, that absolutely was um, helped us to tremendously because my, my parents adore you. I love what you said, though, about how, you know, it may never be the same because the thing is, when, when things like this happen, things aren't going to be the same, you know, when you restore mm-hmm, them. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it's a bad thing, right? Like the way our friendship is now, it's so much healthier now. It's right? so much better. It's, it's so, so much better because I feel like we are brutally honest. It's crazy because... When did I come see you? How long ago has it been? Uh, when I came to Florida. Five months ago? Yeah, about five, six months ago, right? What's crazy is let now... Me, let me pause. Let me, wait, let me, before you tell the story, let me pause and say, she didn't just come and see me. We were having a random conversation in our, in our group text <laughs> with me, her, and our other friend, Tiara. We were having a random conversation and um, Teresa was like, dang, when the last time y'all saw each other asking me and Tiara? When last time I saw each other, we were like, I don't know, it's been whatever, but Tia said, but I'm going to, one of us said, but I'm going to, we're going to be seeing each other soon because we're going to be in Florida at the same time. Tierra had to come to Florida for something. I was going to Florida for my birthday and we made it a whole thing. And Teresa was like, uh, I want to come. And, I was, and we was like, well, come on, girl. Booked her flight like the next day. Like, yep, yeah, I'll be there. And the trip was going to be the very next week. I'm like, who, who booking flights in a panorama? At the last, <laughs> sis was like, I'm coming. And we had not all been together in God knows how many years. Mm, yeah. But it was so amazing to reconnect, reunite. It was like a whole, it was a revival. It really was in a lot of ways mm-hmm, at the beach. Mm-hmm. But anyways, all right, tell your story. Yeah, but when I came up, that was so crazy with us, you know, all being together and talking and everything again. Like I've now, talk to you guys about more intimate stuff than I've talked to friends that I've been friends with longer like the whole time like yeah. we never had a break so with that being said I do feel like our relationship is so much better for two reasons one reason is because I feel like all three of us have got to a point where we know who we are yeah and it's like I know who I am I know what I stand for I know what I'm gonna deal with I know what I'm not gonna deal with yes period Yes. Period. And the other part of that is that the fact that when you know who you are and what you stand for and what you're going to deal with and not, it allows you to be so brutally honest. And I truly feel like when I talk to you guys, we can tell each other anything. You know, we can talk about our friends, our men, our family, whatever. And I just feel like too, like not to be super religious, but I feel like God, there's a song that says God knows what you need and he knows when you need it, you know? And for me, yes, I have friends, you know, here in Chicago and stuff like that. But we had a godly relationship. Like yeah. me, you, and Tia, you know, our foundation is, is God. Our foundation is church, you know. And up here, you know, my friends, they go to church. But it's just, it's a different level, you know. So when we all reconnected, like you said, for me, when I think about that sisterhood, I think about, you know, God, I think about somebody not just friends, you know, you got friends, but when I think about sisterhood, I think about that person that I can call and be like, hey, yo, like, I'm going through this, I need y'all to pray, and I ain't talking about, like, girl, yeah, I'm gonna pray for you, no, I know you and Tia be like, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, y'all will start calling on them right now, like, (laughs) you know, like, back in the day, they say, Tara, we will get to Terry on Zoom, okay, (laughs) so, you know, for me, it was like the spirituality part of it, too, it was like, man, like, God, you brought them back to me. You brought us back together when I feel like we really, you know, could lean on each other. We're more strong spiritually and more strong mentally, you know? Yes, 
Yes, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, we're back then where you, where you say, you know, you felt so needy and that, you know, uh, you were having to lean on me, but like, we're in a space now where I'm like, Teresa, I need your help. Like, sis, help me with this. Right. You know? And it's, Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm speaking to is like, there is mutual reciprocity, right? Like there is value added on both ends where I'm not just the one giving, you're not just the one giving, there is equal Mm -hmm. give and take. And there is, you know, like, like you add value to my life, right? And I think yeah, it's yeah. important to be able to say that about the people in your life, particularly talking about sisterhood, you know, you know, who mm-hmm. you think that sisters, does this person add value to my life? Um, and when the answer is yes, then you align yourself and do whatever is necessary to restore that connection. It's going mm-hmm. to require some vulnerability. Okay, cool. I always say this, well, my, my pastor always says this, victory requires vulnerability. There ain't no mm-hmm. victory in anything until you get vulnerable, right? And mm-hmm. but it's so worth it though. Like the sisterhood is worth it. These connections are so valuable for so many different things, and just the joy of it. There is a yeah. joy in sisterhood that just cannot be explained. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! Like we just have it's 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 just beautiful. And like you said, knowing who you are, because Teresa, I have a few friends like this, but Teresa is like absolutely fabulous like we're going to Aww, like you, we're babe. going to the store and she has on a gown like this you know I mean? but, but it's like it's knowing who you are we go to the beach and I'm and I'm like t-shirt and shorts we're going to the beach. <laughs> Teresa is on a it's like girl are you on a movie set like what is this <laughs> what is this uh twirl in the wind fabulous I've always been the overdressed friend too I've always been the person like where is she going (laughs) (laughs) but being able to be like you know what I love that about you I celebrate that and you being like and I celebrate you with your basic self like shut up Brit (laughs) (laughs) whatever Oh, you're Tierra, freaking hilarious. I can't. <laughs> so my last question for you is, how would you encourage other women who are in need of reconciliation? How would you encourage them to start that process of reconnecting? You know what, Elizabeth? I feel like just like any other relationship, and of course, it's based on my own experience. But I say re- reconcile any relationship by reconciling your relationship with yourself become whole that's a word that's a word and the reason why I say that because how you gonna pour into somebody else when you ain't got nothing for yourself and I feel like being that young as we were we were like what 15 16 like most people don't know themselves at that age so it was to be expected but even people who are older adult relationships you know I feel like a lot of the damage is done because you are not whole you are bringing your baggage and your trash and your voice yeah. and your this and you're dumping and you're pulling and you're stuck. You're a freaking human parasite. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I feel like to me, try to fix you. And, you know, we're totally advocates of counseling, girl. You know I'm about some counseling. So yeah. whether it be some counseling with as a counselor or with Jesus or whatever it is that you need to do, try to audit yourself. Try to, instead of trying to figure out like what that person did wrong or how they hurt you, you become whole because there is a confidence thing. You know what I'm saying? Once you become whole and you become confident in yourself, like at this stage, but I think even when I came down to see you guys, even if I would have came down there and we really didn't click and it really didn't work, where I'm at in my life, I could have helped you guys said, hey, this was nice, but you know what? I'm going to get a hotel down the street. You know, I'm a business meeting to go back to a little which, early. Which you tried to do. <laughs> Let's up, not do no, it. No, no, hey. <laughs> Don't bust me out. Don't bust me out. I, I just had to have a bad job, boy. <laughs> Sis had a, she was like, oh, because we had like, we had a whole condo situation. It's like, we had a two bedroom condo that could sleep up to like six or seven people. So when she came up, we're like, this is perfect. We have no space. She's like, oh no, I'll just get another room on the same topic. <laughs> and and, to, and for me, because of who I am now, you know, because I'm not, you know, that controlling person I used to be, I'm like, all right, cool. But Tierra was like, girl, Tierra if you don't going. get here, was not Tierra was not having it. Tierra <laughs> was like, girl, get your win over here in this condo. <laughs> Cancel that room. Girl, 
And you know what it was? What it was is the whole like, okay, like I don't know how this is gonna be. Because yeah. I realized that I respect it. Brittany is not 16, Tierra's not 16. We're not, we're three whole grown women who yeah. are really technically get to know each other again. So it was like, let's not throw, let's not try to, that's another thing about re- reconciliation. Like you have to like go at whatever pace it's going. Like you can't just like force somebody to like go back. Like it needs to be, you need to be just how you was 15 years ago yes. because they may not be that way. And it yes. may not be nothing like that. Yes. So it was like, let me, let me test the temperature of this. Let me let, yes. let me see what the water is going to be first, you know? I love that you said that. I know I said that was my last question, but I love that you said that because when it comes to restoring your friendships, you're not restoring to get it back to the old. You have to get to know that person all over again, yeah, right? Absolutely. But that's fun, right? Getting to know who Teresa is today and vice versa. Because mm-hmm. I didn't even realize how much I had changed until Teresa got in that condo. She was like, uh-uh, because I know how Brittany is. And I was like... <laughs> And I was like, wait, wait, what are you talking about? She's like, listen, I know because I, I was because we were like, we have a king bed. We were like, listen, we're gonna have this old school. We about to all three of us sleep in this king bed. And Teresa was like, nope, because I know how Brittany is. She don't like nobody touching her. She don't like nobody hugging her. She don't like nobody uh messing up. She was like, no, I know. How. And I was like, what? No, I don't mind at all. <laughs> like I was seriously like, what are you talking about? But I realized, wait, she is getting to know me all over again. Mm-hmm. And this is a part that she hasn't <laughs> been introduced to yet. Like, I'm not as finicky as I used to be. I'm a little bit more warm these days. <laughs> <laughs> you did, because I remember sleeping in the living room. And I remember we came in there and we like cuddled up on the couch. And I'm like, wait a minute. As we cuddled up on this love seat. <laughs> Girl, God, that delivered me, okay? I said, what? <laughs> I did. I, I really did. I really did enjoy it. I really did. But like you said, the awesome part about it and the blessing is it is because even though we did kind of like re-get to know each other, like, I like you. You like me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We like, we like the true new us. And it's not that kind of like, it's crazy too, because even like with me and Tierra, you know, I feel like, it's not one of them things like back then. I feel like we didn't have that voice to be like, you know, like, yeah, I like you and you're cool, but um, I'm still not feeling this. Yeah. But I feel like now we can be like, look, girl, um, that right there, yeah. I need you not. Yeah. <laughs> I need you not to do that. Yeah. And we would, and we would respect it. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. I would be like, okay, girl, no problem. I won't do that. Yeah. But that 16 year old wouldn't have said nothing that 16 year old would have got upset would have been you know grudgeful like you said mm-hmm. or you know resentful but now you got that confidence now yes. now that you know yourself you're full you're whole you know it's yes. just it's it's so much better it's so much better it's, so much happier. it's delightful it really is beautiful um, and the, our story of redemption has just been such a delightful surprise because I wasn't expecting it. Like, like I, like, I think, like you said earlier, we have both gotten to a place where like, we were just good. You know, I wasn't, it wasn't, Hey, it was just indifference. Right. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. full circle where it's like, Oh no, we are actually friends again. It's just been a delightful surprise and it's been a beautiful journey. And I'm excited for where it continues to go because there's still so much life for us to live. I mean, sis, you, you mm-hmm. recently married, you know, I'm still saying yeah. maybe one of these days, you know, we'll be celebrating. You know. <laughs> We is, honey. I'm coming down there and lay and slay some hair and make up. Listen, listen, yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's like there's there's so much more life to live, and I'm and I'm excited to be a part of your life in this in this capacity now. It's it's really Mm -hmm. cool. So. I love that you gave a word, become whole, look at you, take an audit on yourself. That that's glorious. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for, for being transparent, for even doing this. And I was like, I was like, will she, will she do this? Like, is, are we, are we, can we do this? Girl, <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> when so, this month we can do this. <laughs> so thank you for coming on the Shades of Brown to share our story. Let's get into brownie points. This is where I want you and my listeners to give yourself kudos for something you've recently um, done, um, something you're proud of, big or small, whatever it is. So share with us what you're giving yourself brownie points for. So I'm giving myself brownie points for my new business launch. Um, obviously, I am a hairstylist. I'm an owner of Coleman Hair Company. But we recently, in November, um, added another branch to my business. 
Um, it's the entire extension line, um, beauty line, um, lashes, makeup, you know, hair growth oil. And it's something I wanted to do for years. But, you know, over COVID, you know, I just kind of really zoned in and focused. It has been so successful and I feel extremely blessed. And I'm just happy about it. I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. I'm excited about it. Listen, I, I, I look forward to today where I can rock me some, some Coleman luxury. I'm not there yet. You know, I got some hair struggles. But, <laughs> but listen, those, those, that hair is fire, Teresa. Like you are killing it. Okay. You are Thank killing you so the game. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you so much. Me and, um, me and Miss Jackie were talking about you a, a couple weeks ago, like Teresa, can slay some hair okay like it, it can rock whatever color whatever style whatever cut like girl you got it you got the appreciate song. it girl i'll be trying <laughs> <laughs> i am giving myself brownie points for for increased vulnerability um for oh, being more good. transparent with those around me for expressing my needs and not you know just suffering in silence but like hey this is where I am it's been a real challenge lately to be vocal about like, okay this is the space I'm in but I'm giving myself running points for increasing vulnerability specifically with my parents all right y'all you think of something and give yourself kudos please uh rate review and subscribe to the podcast and also you can follow me on social media facebook and instagram at everything lev and Teresa, please let everyone know where they can find you hi guys you can find me on colemanhaircompany.com again instagram facebook please go out to our website www.colemanhaircompany.com do some of our beautiful razor wigs and our hair extensions lines you guys gonna love it Black owned, you know. <laughs> yes, come on, black owned, rock with Bob, y'all. All right, girl. Well, thank you again. And black folks, please remember this: you are enough. Your creation is so divine, and I love me some you. So until the next episode, be healthy, be whole, be healed.